black women. I just wanna let y'all know, y'all fine as hell with your chocolate ass. I mean, hey, I'm just saying, fine. What's up with it? Hey y'all, this is Meg and Jeanette, but you can call me Meg. Meet me at the altar in your white dress. Girl, you're getting no younger, we <laughs> might as well, might as well do it. Look up and yeah, let's get Okay, this is great. <laughs> wow, thanks for that. <laughs> A little remix you just I gave mean, us there. but we've been looking at wedding videos for like three days straight. We have. It is, it's a he vibe. He actually. I'm in the speed. I will say that you got me into the mood of looking at wedding videos. Actually, it's, on Saturday, I turned them on and I started looking at them. It's a vibe. It, it is like looking at black people just have fun. It'd be. I like the ones where it'd be all sensual and they'd be like, oh, Sarah, I just want to say that, you know, I'll say I love you. And you know what I'm saying? It be the mall hood one. I no, don't no, like no, no, hold on, hold on, no, 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 hold on. <laughs> those are not I, my Those just funny, but that's not what I'm saying. It be all sensual, and it be like, Daniel, I just want to say I love you, and this and this and that, and then it be like the all sensual music, and then it go straight into the before I let go when they go to the reception. <laughs> I be like, damn, but it, yes. be, it be fun. It's a vibe, definitely. It so I will say, I'm, we're what ninety eight days away. Ninety seven now. Ninety seven. It was ninety eight yesterday. 97 days uh, away we are 97 we're days in the away. double digits from you know when we tie that old Shit. knot so we still got stuff to pay we do we still have things <laughs> we have to pay off so made an excel sheet this past weekend and it'll get done oh yeah it's gonna get done oh, god yeah. is good yes it and is. it's gonna be fun so are we oh yeah just like planning like actually sitting around and like now we've actually gotten to the point where we can stop planning but like start like planning like the night the good things we want like mm -hmm. instead of like just the overall thing we can actually plan the small things like the like the music and just like you know stuff like that you know yeah. and I, i'm actually like better in the mood now that we've kind of got the big stuff in somewhat order yeah so yeah yeah i mean everything that needs to be booked is pretty much booked minus my hair don't know who I'm gonna do my It's hair okay, yet. babe. We're gonna get that. We're gonna get the rug fixed. But rug? rug. You tried it. <laughs> anyway, so yeah. Welcome back, y'all. We missed you guys last week. Sorry, we we're busy taking care of our mental health, and we always want to be sure that we have good content and aren't just doing this because we feel like, you know, it's a job kind of thing. Right. So yeah, that's why we didn't have any episode last week. And I definitely take taking a it's like a a bullshit hiatus off of social media. So I wasn't un, I was unable to tell everybody that today wasn't we weren't gonna like that day we weren't gonna have any get it together. I've kind of taken a hiatus, mental health of course, and just yeah trying to regrow. You know. So we're re getting our mental health together last weekend. Yeah. But before and... we go any further, I wanted to drop a gem. I heard on a podcast, and it's actually been helping me the past week. Mm -hmm. If you like prayer. Of course, if you like praying as soon as you get up in the morning and thanking God for waking you up, how do you guys feel about affirmations? How do you feel about affirmations? Oh, I like affirmations. I okay. definitely think, because I mean, I just posted something on Instagram the other night that kind of said that the words you speak are the house you live in. So meaning that one. what you say and like 
out loud and what you believe and what you manifest into the world truly does come back to you. And I feel like I've seen that definitely like happen in my life. So whenever I feel like I've practiced like let's um, affirmations or different things of saying like, I know I'm going to do this or like, I know I'm going to be this place or for example, like residency. Whenever I saw this residency uh, two years ago, I mm-hmm. literally said out loud, I said, I'm going to be in the Ironman residency. Like I said that out loud and then here it is. It happens, you know? And so me going there and not really knowing about it and like it occurs. So definitely I truly believe affirmations are good. Right. So I kept it. I'm not going to say I kept it from you, but I kind of wanted to see how I felt saying it and listening to it myself before I actually brought it up. And I wanted to bring it up last week, but I brought it up this week because we didn't have an episode last week. But uh, Bill Winston, Morning Prayer. It's like a four-minute video. He has a lot of like just random you know, videos, prayers of affirmation. But a lot of people have been saying that they kind of listen to this every morning mm-hmm. and things have kind of opened up for them. And it's not like a, in a, in a weird spiritual way, like, oh yeah, your dreams will come true. It's just in a way of making you know that, you know, this prayer is saying you need to continue to believe in yourself even mm-hmm. when belief isn't enough yeah. per se in your mind. So I've been listening to it the past, I want to say four mornings in a row. Mm-hmm. And it's actually... It's actually made me feel more confident every day just going into the career that I'm going into and school that I'm in right now. So I don't know. You know, if you feel like you need something to pick up, pick yourself up and tell yourself you got this, Bill Winston, Morning Prayer. He has like a, a lot of videos, but this one is just a four-minute one. So you're not taking the majority of your day. You say the, you listen to it. You go about the rest of your day. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just cool. wanted to drop that gem real quick. Yeah. Dope. Um, all right. So question. So if you had to describe me mm. as one of your favorite foods, what would it be? <laughs> what would I be? And why? Any kind of food? Well, yeah. So just like, how would you describe me if I were in like food form? I'm guessing I'd be one of your favorite foods since I'm about to be your wife. Oh, uh, what? <laughs> I mean, why would I not be a favorite food? So? Oh my gosh. I guess, bruh. Well, you know how I feel about these. You know, I'm a big fan of it. So I would say you remind me of shrimp. Shrimp? Shrimp is my favorite. My favorite. Okay, cooked shrimp. Okay, obviously. When I heard shrimp, shrimp, I thought about a smelly smell. (laughs) Like a smell like. You literally just said, yo, my favorite food. What? I'm so confused. What you want to name you after? Fine. You want cake? No, I mean, I'm keeping no, shrimp. go, go, go. Yeah, yeah. let me keep shrimp. Yourself. Yeah, you stink. No, it's playing. What kind uh, of shrimp, though? Uh, There's so many different types of shrimp. You can have honey crusted shrimp. You can have boiled shrimp that's like in the Cajun boil. I you grilled lemons, lemon zested grilled shrimp straight off the grill. Charcoal grill. Mm. Is, reason- it, is it breaded shrimp or mm. is it? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, I'm not, not crazy. You're peeling it? You're peeling the shrimp? I mean, yeah, that, those shrimp under my peeling. I don't like when you have to, you know, when the shrimp is in your pasta and you got to peel it, or in your yeah, grits. that's gross. That's lazy. yeah. If People it's do that. if it's with that's something, that's so lazy. If it's just by itself, I don't <laughs> care about peeling the shrimp. That's nothing. But I say shrimp because it's so. Listen to this. It's very high class. Mm-hmm. It it is very expensive. It is expensive. Yeah. You, so you really just can't buy it just for everyday use. But when you do eat it. It's like a delicacy almost. Shrimp mm-hmm. is like, it, it's like an everyday food, but it's also a delicacy at the same time because it's just so juicy. It's 
Mm-hmm. It depends on how you make it. I am juicy. You can season it any kind of way that you like it mm-hmm. to your desire, and it'll come out the exact way you mm-hmm. want it as long as you pay very close attention to it. Um, Pause. So that means you're saying that you seasoned me, and I came out the way that you wanted me to be? I seasoned you with love, <laughs> affection, words of affirmation, mm-hmm. and just overall showing you the real me. Mm-hmm. And how did I end up coming out? I mean, I'm right you here. So I guess you I came ain't out okay. sushi. I mean, I guess you well done. Sushi. You know, sushi is raw. Oh, what? Okay. Now you can you, lost can me. You let, can, you, can you let me finish? Go. All right, cool. So, you just, I say shrimp because it's my favorite. I always want it. No matter what, I can always see myself saying, what do I want to eat? Even though I can't eat shrimp, I know that's what I want. And I don't mean that in the way I can't have you. But no matter what's going on in life, I could be mad at you. I could be upset at you. Blah, blah, blah. I'm always going to want you. No matter what the situation is, no matter what time of the day it is, I'm always going to want you. And shrimp is like, because you can get chicken anywhere. Mm-hmm. You can get chicken heads anywhere. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you can get beef almost anywhere. Bologna and all that other meat anywhere. But shrimp is just... You just can't get it. Yeah. But you I know you that. want it every day. I feel if I if, if if people didn't just like what was it? What is it? Iodine poison or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that wasn't in the picture, I and, and shrimp wasn't as expensive, I that'd probably be my only meal every day. And it makes sense that I you said I'm shrimp and expensive because I just think of myself as an very high class. Gal. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah. <laughs> Bougie. Thanks. Bougie. Um Yep, batch and bougie. Okay, anyways, what but, about, what about me? Um, Go ahead. Okay, so you described me as my favorite food. So oh. my first mind goes to, I think you're like a bowl of gumbo. That is that literally sense. my favorite food. That makes sense. It and is. And so when you think about gumbo, you have the roux. It mm. takes time to make the roux. The roux cannot be burnt. So time. before you have, you have your flour, and then you start to brown the flour in the pot. And you got to go so slow, pay attention to it like that. And so that, like, nice golden brown color, I mean, reminds me of you and your golden brown skin oh, um, when you. it's in the sun. And so Beautiful. then you add the water into that, and then now you have your roux in the base of your gumbo. Mm. And then you have to put so many different, like, things in it and stuff. So you have all your like vegetables over here. Then you okay. have your meats over here, Look and like so I'm specifically Cajun seafood gumbo because with that we like for us we put snow crab legs in there, shrimp, and then we have the chicken as well. Then we put the um, Cajun sausage as well in that. So mm. all these different types of meat that Ooh. normally I wouldn't eat all at once together, but with that it makes sense and stuff. And I guess that reminds me of just like you, like you have so many different like parts of your personality that you have like the funny side, the other really annoying side, the other side that talks a lot, the other side that wants. <laughs> I don't know whether to be excited or be kind of insulted. I'm like, the other really like healthy side and fit side. So like, that's where your vegetables are and stuff. She hasn't really and seen then, my mean, mean side yet. You've seen, a, I have you, not, not my mean side. Cause you know, if you see my, you've mean, been like very pissed at me before. I feel like that was your like mean. Side. Okay. 
Yeah. So mm. and so there and that's the spice in there. So you know you gotta we gotta add like the spice up in there. So um nice. what do you call it? Barely. It's barely spicy. Yes. Yeah, so it's just like so many different things in one bowl that I think sometimes separately so some people may not make sense, but in gumbo it all comes together and makes so much sense and it's so good. And I could eat gumbo no matter what time of year. My mom, okay, she's from Louisiana, so she's always like, gumbo, you don't eat that in the summer. It's too hot for gumbo because oh, it goes bad. And I'm just like, no, mom, we can eat gumbo no matter what time of the year is. Yeah. It don't matter what it feels like outside because inside so, of this house here, it's going to be cool and you know, we're going to keep it cool. You know what I thought of, right? What? Like the weekend of the wedding, I want your mom to make gumbo. <laughs> She's probably not. She probably not because she probably be like, no. She's probably not gonna do that. So. She just make me just make me a bowl, just just one. <laughs> Your new son. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, babe. I see you, girl, with the effort, with the the go ahead with the poetic words, putting all the different spices together and meats. Yeah. Guess I felt good today. So also Anyways. speaking about feeling good. So hot girl Meg. <laughs> I don't know if y'all saw this past uh. <laughs> weekend that she posted on her Instagram, hey, hotties, Dog, I'm, I'm throwing a brunch for y'all at Bell Station. She probably really was throwing a brunch. Pause. So here I am. I get on there late that night. This is probably Saturday night. She posted this on Saturday night talking about she's throwing it on Sunday. So I said, okay, Bell Station's like very small. So I'm like, why would you, in Houston, Texas, by the way, for those who don't live in Houston, Texas. Um, and so she also posts on her story as well and says like, swipe up for here to RSVP. You must RSVP. So I said, okay, shoot. Well, I mean, I'm probably very late. So I tried to RSVP, RSVP, got the RSVP that said, okay, be there. So here it is now Sunday. I'm, I say, okay, well, I'm not going to go to church. Like my line sister and stuff, like they were like going to go to the, um, hotties brunch and stuff. So I said, okay, cool. I'm going to go. So me getting ready, I said, I'm going to get there probably like five minutes earlier you know, kind of thinking that, yeah, there might be a little bit of a line, but who knows? I don't know. I guess I don't know what I was thinking. And I'm like, it's at Bell Station. So, like, maybe that many people aren't going to be there. Excuse the F out of me. So, I drive up to the Jeez. to Bell Station, and I look outside, and I see a line outside. I'm here, like, five minutes early. And I, I drove by, I looked at the line. Five minutes early for... Like before the event started? Yes. No, nah, sweetheart. An hour early. Yeah, some people had to be up in there an hour early. Nah, man. But and I looked, I said, oh no, Megan won't be standing in the line to see anybody. And so then I drive around to see the well, let me see how long this line is. Cause I'm like, I've been in Bell Station before. If you're from Houston, Texas, you know how small Bell Station is. They literally just have a couple of booths around the side. Then they have like the outdoor sitting area. And during this time on Sunday, it was cloudy and like raining outside. So people outside sitting in their umbrellas with their heels on. And I looked at my feet and said, oh, I have on heels and it's about to rain. And I could just go home and literally see Meg some other time. I said, oh, no, I won't be getting out. No. So I drove around for a little bit more and I and I saw the line start to wrap around the back of the building. I said, there's absolutely no way I'm getting out of this car. Then she, so, she texted me. I did. Text me. I'm in church and I said. Well, this is what you wanted to do. Just stay there. She's like, no, I'm not. No, I made my mind. I don't. I'm what did like, I tell you? I was laughing. What up. did I tell you, though? Who do I? Who? What did I say about standing in lines? I mean, Jesus. I, mean, I said, I'm not standing in the line to see anybody but Jesus. And so I'm like, I don't care Duh. how much I love who you are. 
I will not stand in line. I'm just at a different place in my life. I will not be sitting in line. Niggas like don't that. like lines. I don't. I it's, truly it's even don't. weird hearing that I only stand in line for Jesus because I was like, I, in my mind when you said that, I was like, I wonder how black people would be if they had to stand in line for Jesus. Oh, I was standing in line. I know some Jesus. people. Some people would stand in line very still, but <laughs> some of us are just very like I untrained. Be like, I'm a, I'm I'll a, be shaking to I'm the side, the like, G- side. like Jesus, come on, man. <laughs> For real, <laughs> touch him and go. Touch him and go. I'm just like at this point in time in life, I will pay extra for convenience. So when I saw that Bell Station, they didn't have like a book a table kind of thing, so like or skip the line kind of thing. I already knew this is kind of like sketchy. So. Here there are all these people standing in line. So obviously I'm end up going on my way home and then my line sisters call me and we just go have brunch somewhere else. But then we look at the fact that Meg deleted the post off her Instagram and the BET awards were on Sunday as well at five o'clock. And she was performing was there. Really in was it LA? It was, yes, in LA. In California. So Meg is in LA and she talking about throwing this hottie. She probably forgot. I ain't brunch. gonna lie. She probably forgot. No, 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 no. I cracked up. Those people had to have been so pissed thinking that they were gonna see Megan Thee Stallion sitting Hell, that forgot. line in the rain <laughs> to get in Bell Station just to be listening to her music. Because I guess whoever was there and runs her Instagram, they had posted um or reposted uh a video of them being like, just listening to her music and dancing in there. I said. Are they thinking that, like, at what point? I just had to think at what point in time these people realized that, oh, she will not be here today. She said, I'm throwing a brunch for y'all, meaning that really I'm just getting Bell Station some business and I'm going to go perform the BET Awards she, and I'm going to catch I, y'all I later, mean, hotties. Wh- I mean, that's the, literally what so she said. When you said that and was like, Megan is at the BET Awards, I was like, the food probably was free. It probably was. Uh, I, that's I all hope I thought that of. The food was free. That's all I thought. I was like, the food probably was free. That's I probably, hope food and drinks were free. That's but probably I doubt what she it. meant by "I'm throwing y'all a, a, a party, a brunch." The food was free. That's all I could think of. I would hope so because <laughs> thinking that you' about to see her and she was gonna be there. It's okay, babe. Give me a give me like give me like three to four years. We'll be at the BET Awards sitting beside uh, Megan, and then you can both both Megs can be like, "So, girl, what, what happened to that brunch?" I know. Uh, it's four years that, ago. That hottie brunch that you had four years ago. I'm like, shh, we just made it here. We just made it. <laughs> <laughs> shh, be quiet, be quiet. Um, also at the BET Awards, Cardi B came out there. Um, she's Prego. I saw the video that, like, because I didn't see when it happened, but I saw the video afterwards. Yeah. She had her. Okay, first of all, she looks really cute as a pregnant person with oh, she her just, outfit. She loves on. being pregnant. I know. You, like, she had her belly out. And so I was like, oh, this outfit's, like, really cute. <laughs> like, <laughs> did no. you see it? No, I saw I saw the whole thing. Yeah, and to be, like, dancing in heels and stuff, pregnant. I mean, some I don't people, dance in heels right now. Some people love being pregnant. So, <laughs> so yeah. But her daughter, their daughter's so cute. I actually went and looked at her um, Instagram. So I was like, oh, wow, Cardi B's daughter is, like, such a little cutie. <laughs> so I'm excited for her in, what was his name? Uh, is it offset? It's offset. This yeah, offset. It's offset. Because you got takeoff and you got Quavo. T- takeoff is just quiet. He doesn't say nothing. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Well, yeah. Her and Mister Offset. But offset. <laughs> Mr. yeah, Offset, Mister Offset. <laughs> Mister Offset, sir. You, um, yeah. So, anywho, you want to know something fun, Meg? That you probably would enjoy. I know you don't really keep up with sports, sports like that. 
sports. That's sports. not football. Yeah, that's not football. Except for one thing. Your boy Chris Paul. Love him. Love him to death, right? That's uh, the thing. So, bro, watch it. Watch your mouth. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, bro has never won, won an NBA title, and two, he's never even been to the NBA Finals. So, guess what? He plays for the Phoenix Suns this year, and they are one game away from him going to his very first ever NBA Finals. That's so dope. Bruh. I'm so happy for him. I am too, man. And, and just to see, like, the injuries he's come from, the different teams he's played for where mm-hmm. he was the leader on the team and the team sucked yep. until he got there. Yeah, New Orleans Hornets. And then he finally like this it's like he was trying to find his like his niche. He went so many places to find out, bro, I'm so good but these teams suck so much they rely on me. He picks this team that has already has a leader on the team that's a young leader, Devin Booker and DeAndre Aiden and all he says was, "Let me get on the court." calm y'all down y'all can win games with me mm-hmm. and all season long they they literally just blew everybody out like by 30 points 30 points more wow. literally. Yeah. so he literally just gets on the court says calm down i got this mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and he just lets the young dudes do whatever they want like so it's dope, dope. Yeah. so i'm just so happy because no, chris him. paul has to be what in his like late he's, he's mid 30s late he's mid 30s late i know he's older than lebron yeah, he's got to be around the same. 40. I know Dwayne Wade that close in age because Dwayne Wade retired. I think he he and Dwayne Wade are around the same age. Yeah, yeah. Dwayne Wade's about in his like 35, 36, 30, 36, 37. Dwayne's yeah. pretty old. Yeah, so Chris Paul's right there, but Chris Paul takes care of his body too. Oh yeah, he yeah, does. yeah. He he de- he's like just nice, like LeBron. Nice they both shut up. <laughs> what you said <laughs> it. I said, take care of their bodies. I ain't say nothing about their bodies being nice. <laughs> Shit. See? See? F- fuck Chris Paul now. <laughs> no. No. But yeah, for real. So, I mean, if you're a Phoenix Suns right now, I'm Phoenix Suns fans right now, then mm-hmm. they have to be so excited. Yes. I'm and pretty sure some fake fans are coming out of, out of the Oh, they will. I'll be wearing my New Orleans Hornets Chris Paul <laughs> jersey that my boo got me. You. Mm-hmm. Not okay. Chris. Yeah, yeah. But- <laughs> <laughs> CP3 forever, but for real, no. Greg knows I've loved him. I yeah, used to she told me model like, my. I think that was the first um game. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I told you, you. Me on first date. Yeah, I did. Because actually, what was your favorite teams? And you was like, I don't have a favorite basketball team. I ain't no New Orleans Pelicans fan. I don't know who they are. I know. I'm a Chris Paul fan. I know. I, like, I said wherever Chris Paul goes, I, I was go. Like, <laughs> that was really I always I knew that. <laughs> wherever Chris Paul goes, I am at. So, yeah. Um. Okay, but also exciting news. So the Olympics are coming this summer. It's already I'm, summer. Whatever. So <laughs> the Olympics are starting. They're doing Olympic trials right now. And I don't know about Shit, you. they're done. Well, okay. They just yeah, finished yeah. this past well, you weekend. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. But I don't know about you, but I am obsessed with the Olympics. I have always been obsessed with the Olympics since I was a little girl. Brown My mom skin and I. Brown just like pearl. Hey, I, yeah, I know the words. in the world. Say, sing it louder. <laughs> no. But anyway, so, yes, and speaking of brown skin girls, before we get into that, because you know the brown skin girls really just be leading these Olympics they, and stuff. Man. Doing a the thing. They, it's, it's, running, it's just. Jumping. Dog, flipping. They leading the flipping. shit out this year's Olympics. Um, it's what unreal. are your fave events, though? Oh, I love all track. I love track. Okay. Every, anything. It could be just shot putting disc. I love track. Anything track I like. Okay. Um. Yep, I good. do 
I do like watching the two on two volleyball, and I don't just talk. I'm not, Ooh, I'm not just talking. And people be like, saying oh, that you just, saying volleyball would be so lit." Though. People be like, "Oh, you just be watching because of the women." I'm like, "No, nah, that no. shit's very competitive. I like yeah. that shit." <laughs> no, if I wanted to watch the women, I'll just watch track. Yeah, I know. Because they, oh, growing up, oh god, track runners, track girls. Oh god. <laughs> Everyone's obsessed. With it was track them, then basketball, up. and then it was cheerleader. Everybody wanted cheerleaders. I just want. I wanted a track woman, then a basketball player. <laughs> it's just so they're all just beautiful. Wow. Yeah, I love track. Like with a with a heartbeat. I really wished I I was fast. Mm-hmm. Like I started. I did junior track like one year, and that's when I did, like my mom discovered I had real bad asthma. She wouldn't let me run no more. Mm, got it. Yeah, but all it's right. like millions of people that run track fast in the motherfucking. They all have asthma. I'm like, come Very on, true. come yeah. on, bro. Asthma does not hold you back. It is not. But okay, so I'm with you on that. Track is one of my favorite events. My number one event, of course, is gymnastics. I am obsessed with gymnastics at I the mean, Olympics. The, the, the I love it. I honestly wait for that. That is always my number one thing. So I would say gymnastics, then track. Then volleyball, of course. Um, kill it. And yeah, our women's soccer team is, is the there? shit too, though. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, I have really. I don't know. It's hard. No, they they always win. Watch. They're just so they're good. Yeah, I they're just I just good. I've never been like a sit and watch soccer kind of girl. I know. You know, I just wait for the results. I do too, and I and I <laughs> salute them. Swimming, but I've gotten speaking, into swimming these past couple years. Oh yeah, the last time swimming, I got into that too. Swimming is deep. Mike, Mike. Oh, and put, trampoline. I guess it's I kind of a form of track. One. I mean, I'm gymnastics. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was about to say, I never really watched this one. Trampoline is dope. How they doing those flips and stuff. But I still don't understand how they um, grade them. So, <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I'm like, oh, this looks great to me. They all look like um, they There's a 10 across the board. But what I wanted to talk about is that, so the brown skin girls that are killing it so far within these Olympic yeah. trials. So Allison Felix, if you don't know who she is, now you're going to know. Um, that she's a six Olympic gold medalist, like most decorated track um star within the whole entire USA, Kill and it. I mean world actually as well. Yeah, it was and world. so <laughs> she had so she had a baby, and she came back and there you go. I was fixing the mic. You good? Oh, so she had a baby, and she came back and ran the four hundred meter um trials and she ended up winning and going now she's going to the next olympics and stuff so she's gonna be running the 400 meters the reason why this was so dope is that so with her there's a huge thing going on um with her contract with nike and so she had she's like the reason that nike changed their maternity policy for athletes specifically female athletes because so she kind of talked about like in a new york times article that um with Having children when you're an athlete, they risk having pay cuts from their sponsors during pregnancy and afterward. And it's like an example of the sports industry where the rules are still mostly made for and by men. And kind of how that affected her because she said she would be getting up at 4.30 a.m. when she was pregnant, going to run and stuff, trying to hide that she was pregnant from her sponsor because she knew that she'd have pay cuts. And she didn't like living like that. Um, And so whenever Nike found out that she said they wanted to pay her 70% less than before, um, and like she's saying, like that's what they thought that she was worth and stuff. And so she had asked Nike to contractually agree um, or guarantee that they wouldn't. She wouldn't be punished if she didn't perform at her best in the months 
surrounding her childbirth and then Nike declined that. So they were like at a standstill for a long time. Then other women started speaking mm. up about how their sponsors have been doing the same thing, like while they're um, pregnant and stuff when not protecting them during childbirth. Then finally other sponsors and other different brands started to change their maternity policy behind that. Then Nike finally followed suit and they like recently changed their policy to protect women during their pregnancy. And really about that, like, what um, Allison kind of just said that, you know, it's like really hard to sit there and like be like, okay, I'm one of your most decorated athletes that you have. And like a person of your brand, who's been a representing your brand for this long time. And then when it comes to now, the fact that I want to have a child, I want to be a mother too. She's like, yeah, I've always been an athlete and a track star, but I want to be a mother as well. But I got to second guess being a mother because I know that I'm not going to be protected and be able to do the work that I do. And just how that's, that's something that women deal with whenever like men athletes, like they don't have to deal with things like that. Cause obviously they don't have children and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, so I mean like with that, like it was just like so dope to see her come back and bounce back for that and like share her story and stuff. And she even started a, her own brand that's supposed to be protecting women and that. So, I mean like, I just thought that, you know, and then she magic. smacked them at the, uh, <laughs> at the trials. Yeah. Yes. Um, after <laughs> her baby and all. That's crazy, so, man. Yeah. Um, and then one last person want to highlight. So highlight them. She's from the D, Dallas, Texas. Don't hate man. Don't hate <laughs> um, man. But okay, now known as the fastest woman in the world, Shakari Richardson. She ran the 100 meters in 10.86 seconds. Oh, like said it again. 10.86 seconds. Oh, 100 meters. She ran it in 10 seconds, y'all. 10 seconds. Hit a, hit what a can cr- you do in 10 seconds? I can barely get out of my bed in 10 seconds. Let me just tell you, watching track a lot, like growing up, whenever you see the people run the 100, you know how they run across the finish line? Yeah. They're running to dunk their head, right? So watching Usain both the past couple of years, you know how the last couple feet, he like doesn't care anymore because yeah. he knows he's winning. It's just the fact that when I see her run, She's on that status. Yeah. She be running, and them last like twelve feet, she doesn't even give a. Fuck. I know she throws she, her arms up. She's just which looking. Means at, she can run faster. She's just running faster than up. Like they're like she's throwing her arms up so she can run faster than that. Like, oh that's my crazy. god! Just imagine, like I just to be honest, I'm gonna be real. I just and I say this with the utmost respect. I really don't think she's trying. This yeah. is my honor. This is my because the fact that like, when you trying. You can see it on their faces. I've seen three of her races, and it just looked like she was just like, oh, yeah, I won. First, like, she took off. You can see the camera watching her face as she just takes off, takes off the first, like, four steps, and you can just see the mediocre on her face like, yeah, I won. Yeah. <laughs> Duh. I, well, I, just I mean, <laughs> I watched one of her interviews and stuff, and, like, and she probably has that attitude and that confidence and stuff because of, like, what she said. She said that – she really focused on about working the hardest to reach this goal and stuff. She said that she was told like, Oh, you're only be fast in high school or saying like you're yeah, only a freshman in college and stuff. Nah, you're too bro. young and you're not gonna be able to make it to Olympics, all that negative energy. And she said she focused that into actually trying her hardest, working the hardest and being like, you're not going to put me in a category. And so she's 21 years old, fast woman in the world. So dope. Did you see, um, I, I don't know if it was the, the race before the Olympic trials, when she had won the race, she ran up there to hug her grandmother. I don't think so. I don't think no, so. that was like the sweetest thing. She like ran into the stands and her grandma was just like sitting there 
It's like her family was around. She just like ran and she laid on her, like not hug her grandma. You know, people hug. She like laid on her grandma. Like her grandma was like just caressing her hair. Her coach was like telling her to come back. And her grandma was like, be quiet. And just like caressing her hair. (laughs) It was, she was crying. It was, it was like the sweetest thing in the world. Also, I don't know her name. So do not get me wrong. I'm going to find it before we get off the show. A young uh, lady just also got invited to the Olympics. And she is from Howard University. Mm-hmm. She like literally snuck in. Like last race at the Olympic trials, she won, snuck in. Mm. Black A. Hey. Dog. <laughs> nice. Are you talking about a girl who won the 200 meter? 200 meter, yes. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot her. Because I, I, I literally just found out today. Okay. I, I, just, watched, I actually watched a race yesterday. I can't remember her name. I just, uh, excuse but, me. I found out today. I, when I find it, I'm going to say it out loud. Yeah. I found out today, though. But, I mean, I just think it's just so amazing and stuff just seeing all these women. See, people work hard for things, you know? Like, they're, like, focused. They're, how we talk about manifesting all these positive things in their life. And, I mean, like, with grit and hard work and perseverance, that's literally what it takes to do all that stuff. And these are ladies doing this in their, like, early 20s and stuff. Um, And so, honestly, like, 20-somethings is kind of something that, has been on my heart and mind thinking about because I mean we're now approaching. I mean we uh, are. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say it. Don't say. Don't say the the actual other word. We're though. approaching thirty. Oh my god! <laughs> it's the facts. Uh, <laughs> I mean it's fine. I don't. I don't feel like <laughs> I am. I do. Almost 30? I do. You do feel it? No, nah, it's playing. <laughs> I truly don't. I actually start to feel like I'm starting to enjoy life more. Like, I think, and not yeah. in a bad, not in a bad way. I really feel like I'm starting to really enjoy life. I think that I'm that getting I'm to older. that point too. I think I'm getting to point like I've now accomplished one of the goals that I knew I wanted to accomplish in, in order to feel like safe and like stabilized, so mm-hmm. I can now have more fun and freedom. Because if I'm thinking about me, like my twenties, twenty somethings, what they were focused on, I was focused on my education. I was focused on finding out who I was. And loving myself and really just trying to create a beautiful life and energy of people and community around me. I would say those are like the four things mm. in my 20s that I tried to focus on. Like, not that my 20s are over yet, but that was like those four pillars and stuff, that that was what was most important for me. What do you feel like your 20-somethings have been focused on? Man, for myself, I'm not going to even front. For my 20s, I was just focused on... Getting out of my depression, mm-hmm. uh, figuring out what I really wanted to do with my life without looking at what other people were doing with their lives. Yeah. And also just trying to figure out what direction, um, you know, God wanted to lead me to. Mm-hmm. Like, like actually following what he wanted me to do. Like, not, like looking at, because you know how when you look at what God wants you to do and you say, nah, man. Like, I actually, like, around, like, my 20s, like, probably, like, three years, i say, before I met you is when I actually started to tell myself, no, like, it's time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think that what we're both trying to say is that we were truly just trying to figure it out. And I love that that's what we focus on because lots of times, especially within the world we live in now, people are kind of ruining their 20s or making it seem that, they shouldn't be focused on things of trying to figure it out because of what we see now. I mean, like if we look at social media and we look at everybody's lives to kind of where they're at 
in what we strive to be. We're like, wow, man, I need to be there right now. Oh, that, that was makes definitely you feel, me. That was me. Yeah, it makes you feel like insecure about where you're at and thinking that, okay, like your 20s, you had to have it all put together. And there was a point in time where I thought when I was younger that, oh, once I'm in my 20s, like, I'm going to be, ha- I'm going to have X, Y, and Z. I'm going to be so put together and then it's going to be all figured out. But then I get here. I'm like, no, this is like the time period to figure things out. Like that's what this is like based on. It's not. I think everybody did that. You weren't human. If you didn't go through the whole, Oh, I know by 21, I'm going to be at least, like, uh, so like I'll be literally, uh, my third year of college and my fourth year of college. I'm, I'm going to have like a car that's going to be uh, beautiful I'm yeah. going to have a girlfriend who, or, or a boyfriend who either is going to propose to me or I'm about to propose. We all thought that when we were yeah. like 15, 16. Not knowing that 20s were actually the stressful years where we were like, I don't want nobody fucking touching me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to take this little 2006 car. It's like I barely want anyone around me and stuff like that. So, I mean, I had seen on Instagram there was a post that said, Something based on lines of you, you will ruin your twenties if you do X, Y, and Z. It's mm. like some of those things that it stated that. So you'll ruin your twenties if your twenties are not reserved for dating. Your twenties are a time for you, for you to find yourself, for you to realize what you really need. And I think we kind of just both spoke to that. That you know, the twenties is reserved for dating. Um, that I do know lots of people that kind of got married very early in their twenties, like twenty one, like yeah. I know people that stuff. got I got I know people that got married like right when they hit twenty, and they're yeah. divorced. I do too. Unfortunately, yeah, a lot of people got married in their um, early because low key. I mean, let's be real. We're getting married and we're in our twenties. We're in our late twenties. No, 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 no. We're only twenty eight. Hold on, wait. <laughs> but I'm saying that's I was getting to that. That's fine. Late twenties because we still had th- that big gap of years to actually figure out what this world had yeah. for us in the dating world. Cause my think about how you feel right now, like where you're at right now, what you think, oh, the way God. you live your life compared to where you lived your life and what you thought and felt when, when you 20? were 22. Oh, I was just 22. 20, 20 to 22. Ooh. That time frame to now you're about to be 22. Oh, that 30. nigga was horrible. That's two totally different human beings. That guy was, that guy was, a, he was a wreck. Literally. He was a mess. You didn't know who you were. I didn't know who I you was. You didn't know what you wanted. No. You didn't know where you'd even want to like end up or even have an idea about Cap. that. Cap. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's like two totally different things. So I think like the mindset over no. that time period is really special and kind of like it's important for everybody within their life to grow. And not saying that like I do know people that got married really early on and they were able to work grow through go through growing pains mm-hmm. and like they're able to work things out and stuff. But I will say that it was much easier for me to work out my own shit by myself than to be trying to That's pull true. somebody else with me to work it out with. That's me. true. Because at early 20s, because think about it, in high school, because remember there was a lot of stuff I told you my people literally shielded me from. Mm-hmm. Then when I became in my 20s, I was like, I'm not going to do none of this stuff because my people told me about it. And I realized I started doing some of this little heathen shit and I was like, it's actually just, just kind of fun. <laughs> it's actually kind of fun. I ain't going to lie. Like I kind of like doing stupid stuff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I had I had room to grow and figure out, all right, I can figure out what stupid stuff I need to get through by myself because if I do it with somebody else, I'm just going to dr- drag you down. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just going to drag you down. You're going to drag me down. We're going to pull each other opposite directions. 
and it's just not gonna work out. Yeah. And but you know, and you know, and I say this in a, the utmost respect, movies and shows kind of ruin that for us. Because movies and shows tell you that when you meet somebody in high school, that's your high school sweetheart. Because remember, like you all, like we always watch those movies and shows where the high school sweetheart always married each other and they lived happily ever after. Oh yeah, man, that shit sold tickets, bro. That was wolf tickets right there. Because I definitely thought I was marrying my high school sweetheart. (laughs) Hell no, because I'm definitely with the woman I love right now. Yeah, and you know, not to not to s on your high school sweetheart. Um, I'm sure everyone goes through their journey of growing. Stop. Okay. Okay. <laughs> everyone goes through their journey of growing. Sure. And gets to be a better human being. Hopefully, I would hope. Oh, I'm not. No, no, I'm not talking about the human. I'm talking about the 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 relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Which yeah I just saying, knew. Like, yeah. It just. Obviously, I don't think it turned out well the way that you're making this noise and stuff. So, okay, that's what I'm saying. So you grow to be a better human being and with how you treat people and how you date and how you learn about others. That's true. But lots of times, like, that young in age, like, you know, 20s is a time for you. You don't know who you are. You have to find yourself and you have to realize, like, what you truly need, kind of like what it said. And so, I mean, like, my question kind of is, is just, like, do you feel like um, or do you find that it's kind of hard to put yourself first? Or um, your needs for other people, because I think that lots of times, even within our society, even just like, you know, as being like Christian people that, you know, we're told to put others before you, um, I'm last or I'm second. And I definitely, my my family suffers from that now. So like, how do you feel like you, do you find it's hard for you to put yourself first? Oh no, now, now I've learned that if I can't check myself and help myself, how can I help somebody else prosper? Yeah. You know, and that's kind of the reason why also, like, I, I, I had to tell my family, like, look, it's just some things I can't do with y'all. It's some things I got to escape from because I got to figure it out myself. Because if I don't, then I'm definitely going to, like, blame y'all for everything. Mm-hmm. That's that's the best way I had to show them that, that, like, that's the best way I had to tell them. Because it's like, think about it. I was a church kid growing up. You know, then my early 20s, I was really helping them around the church without figuring out maybe there's really some stuff that I really wanted to do that maybe it's some little heathen stuff. Maybe it's some nice things, but I need to figure out myself. My family is the a giving first family that like to like give things, that like to give love. But I don't know how to give love to other people if I don't know how to love myself first and mm-hmm. give myself love. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely know how to to put myself first now before anything. Yeah. I think that's definitely good. I think that's important. Um, I think you're mid. I think you're mid twenties. You're supposed to be selfish. I think that. Yeah. I think you're so like it's mandatory. Like when you hit twenty four, five, and six, those are three main years that you gotta be selfish. Yeah. And not in a like a a like a a bold. What's the word? I'm looking belligerent. 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 Like, not no big outgoing way of being like, oh, yeah, I ain't doing nothing for nobody. You just got to know 24, 25, and 26, the word no is okay. Ooh, that when word, I learned how to say no. Oh, that no, word is just everything. The whole world opened up. I was just like, no, like, I'm not doing that. No, I'm not doing this. Or like, no, I don't want to just be like picking and choosing the spaces that I wanted to be in. No. Nah, Peace I bet, came. I bet you didn't know this one, though. Telling no to your mom and dad. 
Oh, you know for, I'm for me. Well, for me, okay. <laughs> for me, yes. That was everything. Cause it wasn't in a disrespectful way. I would just be like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I apologize. They get mad. They go off on me, but I'm like, I can't do it. I'm sorry. I got stuff I gotta do, or I just don't want to do it. One yeah. the minute the one day. I, I thought I was getting kicked out the house that day. The one day I literally had told my mom, I'm, I don't want to go to the program because I just don't want to go. I thought I was getting kicked out the house, but I swear that was the best piece in my life. Mm-hmm. But it was in a way of, this is me telling you that I need to figure out what I like and love and like doing on my own. I can't yeah. do anything on your terms. And that's just also with other people. Just like you see people doing certain things. You see friends wanting to go out. You see people that need handouts and everything. That word no is everything, mm-hmm. especially 24, 25, and 26. Yeah. Oh, my God, the and word no is Especially when I think about those ages. I mean, even Oof. if like you're past those ages, you really haven't had that time to really truly be selfish for yourself. It doesn't matter how old you are, what stage you're at in life. I think that everyone, you know, depending on circumstances and stuff, need that time to be selfish. Because if I'm thinking about myself, I had to be selfish about what I needed in life in order to get to, to where I'm at right now. Granted, mm-hmm. I'm not at my final destination. However, I am at a place where I wanted to be at this age. And like, so my selfishness is focused on, I can't, I cannot focus on going to different trips and stuff that my friends were going on. Mm-hmm. I couldn't focus on like having to go back and forth for different birthday dinners, birthday parties. And so like, I love these people. I love my loved ones. It's I just, love my friends. It's just no. But in order for me to pass school and been successful, I had to say, I had to sit my tail at home and yeah. study and do things. And it sucked. Like that sucked to be looking at my like friends, my life sisters, like people back in college, like having fun having a good time and doing stuff for like going out on trips. And I'm sitting here like in the library, but I'm like, but these are my goals. I need to be selfish about that. Cause if I want to get to where I want to be, I'm going to have that. to tighten up and stuff. And like, that was just like a, and that was like a cold, hard truth I had to have myself. And I had that conversation with myself after the first time I tried um, PT school and like didn't do well, because I mean, granted there's lots of layers with that, but the fact that matters is I was trying to go back to Oklahoma to go and visit my goddaughters for their like um it wasn't her first birthday it was something else but i think it was but for that and it ended up being aspects. an accident and so that was me trying to do too much and i wasn't i was being so pulled away that i feel like i need to be there i need to be there for this but not knowing that like i have this goal at hand in front of me that i need to focus on and that got, that whipped me back into shape that whole year you know right and i mean you are, I can also tell you were in that selfish stage because when I popped into your life, you didn't want me there. No. Because you knew. Let's be real. You knew. Damn, this nigga for real. This 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 is a real one. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. My space. I remember she said, when I told she kept it so real with me when we first met, she's like, I just don't like giving up my space right now. <laughs> I was like, bro, you- You, you gotta show, be honest. I was like, you show his cocky for him. I just met <laughs> That I met on the internet. This is real. <laughs> this is met on the I internet. Keep it real. I want my space. I'm like, what do you not? And then when I like back away, you're like, well, no, 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 no. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like you're a friend. No, I, I, I like friends. I was like, all right. Yes. Fuck you. I know. Um. Yeah. But okay. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. All right. Silhouette. 
of a perfect freeze. Shadows of your smile will always remain. Beginner's love soon fades away. Oh, baby, we <laughs> go on. And I will always, long as I live. Do, do. Mm-hmm. Do, do. Yeah. My first love. Go ahead, love. Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that, babe. All right. So back to our conversation. What do do? Um, another thing that it had said on that post as far as just like you'll ruin your 20s if. So if your main focus is on finding love, so you pay less less attention to your passions, to your friendships, to your dreams, because you're too occupied with thoughts of settling down. That was me. Um, Oh, tell more. No, you knew that. I told you this before. That was definitely me. Um, Oh, yeah, because I think you were all like ready. You were so ready. I was just ready for love. I was ready to get married, all that stuff, because like I said, I was just so like in love and like just... It was just the whole high school sweetheart aspect and the whole point of like being each other's first and it was just all just whack. So you watch way too many movies. I do. I, and then at, it don't don't judge me because at the time <laughs> the vow what's that show the movie the vow had yeah. just came out so I was definitely like <laughs> I love you <laughs> I love you. Ew. So it was Gross. it was a mixture of everything and just like focusing on relationships and when I would. Like we wouldn't be together, then I would get with somebody, and then I would be like, "Well, I mean, this could be the one, or this could be the one." I had a time in in life where I had to tell myself it was a point around my twenties. I had to say, "Hey, it's okay to be a whore." So, and, and it sounds as graphical or as like silly as it sounds. Sometimes in your twenties, you have to tell yourself that not to not necessarily be a whore. It's okay to have fun. When it comes to dating, it's okay not to be serious. So were you open about that? The fact that you weren't serious? Or were you trying to act like you were serious with these people? And no, like, I, they, they knew. I I would literally tell them I'm not looking for them okay, serious. Okay, because no, I'm no, going to say a caveat to that, that I think it's okay as long as you're not trying to play like you are trying to be I serious. Play, so somebody. I played off the quiet uh, church boy act, but I kept it real, though. That this was like nothing. Yeah, like this is like I look if if it is serious, I'll let you like I'll I'll let you I, you know there were people that I actually had feelings for, but in a way I would know how to navigate that and say no. This is literally just me talking to you. That's it. It's nothing more, nothing more, nothing less. Just move forward. If mm-hmm. it if it goes somewhere anywhere else, fine. Could have been somebody else's uh, fiance like about four, five, six years ago. Yeah. yeah. So I was. I will say <laughs> I <laughs> I am the opposite of that of how I thought about things because I was truly just like it's me myself and I that's all I got and in that's what I found out and <laughs> that's all that's all I want to be <laughs> for real I literally just wanted to be me myself and I and I was gonna drift into my thirties and being so happy with that. But, and so with that, I will say that I think that most people will tell you about their lives whenever they truly found the person that they're supposed to be with. I was at peace. It was whenever they weren't focusing on finding somebody. Exactly. Like they were just living life, 
not focused on that. They're focused on themselves, and that's true when they were fine. I've heard that story, like, so much and so consistently that I think there is something to that, that you building yourself up and focusing on your own dreams right. will then attract the person who needs to be around you and towards you, you know? Because it's so crazy, because I think I've told you this so many times. I, I, I hope it's romantic, of course, but when I finally settled hella my mind that hella... I just wanted to be in a romance. I wanted a relationship. I hit, because I was 25 when I met her. We were 25. Because we were turning 26. We've been together for three years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, relax. I don't know. She had the serious thing for She was like, one, two, three. I was like, wait, what? How many months is that in a year? Dang, we were 25. It is. Shut up. So, I was 25, and I literally told myself, I had a plan for my relationship status. This is how much I knew I wanted to focus on me. I said, look, you 25 now, dog. It's time to go ahead and just be single for about three years, 28, jump back in and, you know, out there and just do your thing. So I had a plan for three, four years to just chill, not do nothing. Talk to people here and there. Maybe have a little friend. And that friend kind of turns into something else. But it. It always sneaks up when you don't expect it. Like, I literally had Tinder, literally sat there and was like, I want this whack-ass app. And then we both start talking. We end up being friends. I was like, okay, I like you. I see you as being the one. I see you as being my wife. But (laughs) you obviously look at me as a friend. So I literally gave it a couple weeks. And then once I gave up, she was ready to, to like, start, like, seriously dating. And it just popped up. And I was like, wow, it really... I got everything I wanted when I wasn't looking. So don't focus on the relationships. Focus on the relationship with yourself. Yeah. Ah. I think, and I guess too, so kind of we could kind of be considered, not ass backwards or hypocrites, but like this is interesting because. we're definitely hypocrites. Because I I mean, but I mean, no, be. Our mindset aligns with this ideology effect that, like, focus on yourself, don't be focused on finding love, because, like, we weren't focused on that. I mean, we just met each other by literally just, it was just supposed to happen. Fucking chance. Like, I was literally just, I mean, I just think God aligned. It was a shot. That's where we were, because I, like, I got on there on Tinder because of a dare. You got on there just because you just going to be there a little bit. Well, somebody just wanted me just just suggested. Yeah. And yeah. it was just like a week of us being on there with me. So week. I think like our story is just different. So with that, cause I'm thinking like, okay, 25 is whenever we met. And so that means we were, and we're we've been here for three years. It means wait, we got engaged in two years. Yeah. Damn. That's no, pretty I, no, fast. It's like two and a half, like two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Most people say like, that's pretty fast. No, no, no. I two think- and a half. Two and a half is not fast. That's well, actually I mean, kind of, that, I mean, granted we knew that's normal. Like, three is the very normal rate. So, yeah, I guess I, I normally hear, like, three years and stuff. Granted, it's I mean, when you hear five and you're like, what the gonna fuck say are y'all doing? Years. It's when you hear five and you're like, you sure you want to stay with me? But, <laughs> I know. But, granted, I mean, you know when you know. And so, it's just, like, for us, the 20, our 20s weren't focused on finding love. Mm-hmm. It was still focused on ourselves, but even just within that, still right now, I mean, how do you think that we're doing with still growing as individuals? I think we met at a great time because we both knew what we wanted, but at the same time, we still had growth that we still have things that we need to grow. And at the same time, 
we're watering each other. Mm-hmm. So we're planting seeds within one another. And, and let's throw the relationship out. There. Let's let's just say friendship-wise, because mm-hmm. you are my best friend. You are mm-hmm. my road dog and vice versa. There's still things that you're discovering that I'm helping you with. Remember the whole LeBron, Kobe, Michael Jordan talk I had to give to you? Mm-hmm. Like that was something I gave to you because that's something you needed at the time. Mm-hmm. So that was something I planted inside you myself. Then you give me gave me the whole stop doubting yourself stuff and telling me that you don't understand how great you are at things, how people flourish and flock to you mm-hmm. because they see this light inside you. And I didn't realize that, but you planted that seed in me. Mm-hmm. So there's things that even though as a relationship we're great, individually, you mm-hmm. know, friendship-wise, throw the relationship to the side, we're still planting stuff in each other. So the relationship is the base. The relationship is the weight. Like, mm-hmm. you know how you got weight at the at the bottom of a goal? Mm-hmm. Like a basketball goal? You have weight at the bottom of those portable basketball goals. But literally, the net is catching everything that we're throwing at each other. Mm-hmm. So it's literally us planting stuff for each other. And we're still in our 20s. 30s, people, people, it's normal for people to fuck up and still be learning shit in their 30s. Yeah. So we're still catching things right now from each other. That literally helps ground us even more with the base of the relationships already steady there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. Um, Girl, and I definitely need to be agree. a doctor, man. Hold on. Yeah. Doctor uh, da- of what? Doctor Lou. Shut up. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I I agree with that, and I definitely think that as we continue to evolve and like we begin to approach our 30s and stuff and like go into our 30s I feel like at each stage that I want us to still keep our individualism but knowing that we're always working together exactly you know like I don't want it to ever be like I don't ever want to be like okay like our goals like we have our goals together but you also have your goals personally and I have my goals personally right and I don't ever want to be a time where one of us feels like we're not able to achieve our personal goals. So also, you know, you you ever hear the analogy how the women, like the old school analogy, how the women cook clean here and the man goes out and hunts, mm-hmm. you know, with the, when it comes to the caveman days and stuff. Think about it in this way. We're both hunters. Mm-hmm. So we leave this house hunting. We do, we do. You go to work, I go to work. You uh, study, I study. You go to school, pass your test, I go to school, pass my test. We literally do these things individually to make sure that our careers and our uh, the next couple years from down the line are established. Then we come home, we bring the bacon home together mm-hmm. so we can both sit there and talk to each other and say, you know what, I got this and you got that, or I got this and you got that. Put it together, this is something we have. Mm-hmm. So without looking at it in the old school like facts you have to kind of switch it away and say we're both the hunters now mm-hmm. we're bringing the meat and the, the potatoes home together mm-hmm. because that's what's going to keep us going our individual scores is when we leave this house when we come back to this house this is when we say all right this is what i brought to the table mm-hmm. this is what i brought to the table so when we leave this house it's always making sure you put whatever you got first like for yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember that. We that's the one thing you always you, you always talk to me about. Making sure I take care of myself before I take care of you. Mm-hmm. And not in a selfish way, but in a way of making sure I'm mentally stable and I'm mentally okay before I can ever provide and do anything for this house. So 
that's just that goes on both our ends. You leave this house. If there's things that you feel, babe, you can come home and say, I want to open a business, babe, like an actual business, like a restaurant or something. Like, you know, just like real. Oh, never. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm using an analogy. Restaurants are not good. Shush. I'm using it. Okay. <laughs> I'm using it. I'm using something. I'm, but I'm saying like you would say that. And no matter how much in my head, I'm like, okay, this probably would not work. I would never say that because individually, this is something you want to work on. So outside of bringing it to the house, you are doing things on the outside. You're practicing. You're working. You're pushing. You bring it back here. Boom. Babe, I got it. I got the whole plan. I know where the money going to come from. I got it all together. So individually, you leave this house. You're working on yourself. Mm-hmm. We bring it together. We're working on the relationship. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. That's dope. Doctor of love. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So with all that being said, what's what's the moral of the story? What do you feel about, you know, I guess advice that you give those who may be struggling with making it through their twenty somethings. Don't worry um, about things that you don't have. Okay. Don't worry about things you don't have. I definitely don't have a, a college degree, and I still see people that have college degrees that I make way more than now. Mm-hmm. And I don't even. I'm still in the starting in the starting like starting blocks at my job, and I wake I make way more than people that have actual degrees. Or I literally and I'm and because I know this is something that you deal with, but you deal with deal with it because you're actually a doctor. I see people with these outstanding fucking loans and they work and i'm not doing no shade to nobody yeah they work no they work literally yeah there's this now i'm being real they they took all these loans and they work jobs where they're still at a starting state in their job and they took out like 60 70 80 000 loans and i got this little bitty small check of a loan that i'm like damn dog like i really didn't i didn't get my degree and then once i got an older and realized i'm like I, I sure didn't get a degree, but shit, at least I'll be debt free within a year or so. I can say that. Mm-hmm. So yes, like if you wasting your time, your twenty something saying I don't have it, you're gonna continue not to have it. The minute you say, "Let me go see what I can get and I can pursue on my own," that's when you start winning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah. So and also, that- I wanted to uh, no, 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 no. I don't want to keep y'all long. I wanted to say her name, the lady, she is, I had it pulled up and it left. Oh my gosh, it left, it left, it left. Okay, it's gone. No, it is. It's uh, Gabby Thomas. She's from Harvard. Mm -hmm. African-American black lady from Harvard. She definitely uh, has a degree in neurobiology. Oh, damn. Mm -hmm. And studying for a master's in epidemiology? Epidemiology. Epidemiology. Uh, with the focus of racial health uh, disparities, damn girl, and you in the Olympics, <laughs> and she's she is in the Olympics for the two hundred. So, you know, big shout out to the brown skin girls, skin just like pearls. Yeah, I don't know the words. In the world. I never trade you for anybody else. I just wait on Blue Ivy to just brown skin girl. All right, guys. Oh, okay. All right, so. <laughs> Thanks for hanging out again with you with us, y'all. We love y'all so much. Thanks for all the love, support, and constant consistency. Um, we give it back to you tenfold. And tenfold. 
Once again, thanks for getting your life together with us. You can always find me on IG at Megan.Jeanette. You can find me on IG at Gregory.K underscore. Don't forget about our fitness page at Most Millennial. And be sure you're following at Get It Together on Twitter and Instagram to stay connected with us. Yeah, yeah. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, and please be sure to rate and subscribe and also leave a comment just about our show and just like how you feel about it and different things. Good, bad, and the ugly. We're always here for it and always ready to get better. So, want to give a birthday shout out to my boy Javon. Happy birthday, big dog. You deserve all the turnip you went through this weekend. That's my brother. I had to. I all had right. To. He listens. Let's listen to my, intro, my outro. All so- right. See you guys next week. <laughs> Bye. All right, nah. <laughs>